In this episode, we take a look at karma. We look at how the meme-worthy modern-day version is not exactly accurate. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey Jay, we're back for season five and we're going to talk about karma today. What do you think? Yes. I can't wait for this actually. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm so excited to be back doing this. Yes, same. I mean, we see each other all the time in the summer. It's not like we didn't hang out, but we didn't get to research and record and do this thing that we love so much. Yeah, this is back. We're back. And we're back with karma. I know. People are, I I feel like people might not love this. I I agree. (laughs) I think it's going to ruin a lot of memes. That's the problem. Mm. That it's really like memefied yeah. and sort of like Americanized. The, this like idea that a lot of people have of karma is this like sort of angry karma. Wait, do you feel like Americans steal other cultures' ideas and sort of change them? <laughs> I think it happens from time to time. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. And I want to talk about karma. I want to talk about like where it comes from and, and what it what it means and like where we found it. Right. I want to talk about what it's become, but I also want to talk about how you and I see karma because it's definitely different than how most people see karma. Yes. And when we tell them about it, at first they're a little like, oh. Yeah, and, and I see a lot of people sort of like, like abusing themselves about it. Yeah, there's a lot of shame involved right. in karma, right? I hate that. Same. Yeah. So... If you just kind of ride with us on this, you might feel a little like uh, cringy at first. Right. But then I think you'll really grow to love this concept and see it very, very differently than how maybe you see it now. Yeah. This version, how we see karma, what karma really is, is it feels a lot safer. It doesn't feel like a punishment. Yeah. It's not a punishment. Right. We'll get to this. But can you maybe guess where the idea of being punished for everything that you do (laughs) might come from? Maybe a patriarchal religion. Exactly right. right. Gotcha. Nailed it. Spoiler alert. Bingo. (laughs) Okay. And it doesn't even come from the patriarchal religion that karma originated in. No, absolutely not. So, all right. Let's start with the definition. You know I love a good definition. Yep. Okay. So the actual definition in the dictionary of karma is the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. Okay. How do you feel about that? I mean, I think that tracks when you just read it like that. It 100% defines how I feel about it. Yep. But the thing that's funny is I bet people who see karma in like the modern meme way Mm -hmm. also think that sounds right. Exactly. So I think this should be interesting. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. So karma is actually a Sanskrit word Mm -hmm. and it translates to action. Oh, I found that interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. So if we kind of look at like a modern day philosophy view of karma, mm-hmm. people are kind of seeing it like, let's say Sally, she steals $100 from me. Right. And then nobody ever finds out about it. But two weeks later, she randomly gets let go from her job. Right. People are like, karma, karma. got Sally. Yep. 
said that. No. That karma's a bitch. <laughs> I think it is, but I, that's not, not karma there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I spent so much time in my previous relationship, not doing anything for myself. So now in my new relationship, karma's got it. So this person treats me nicely. No, that's not how that works. I hate that. I hear <laughs> no. people say stuff like yeah, that. Like, I oh, I must've earned some good karma. But I understand why people see it that way. It also doesn't, I mean, and you'll probably get to this, but like, even in the sense of good things happening to you, it takes away any powerfulness that you might have. Yeah. Right? Like, what if good things are coming to you because you just exist and you're worthy of good things happening and like, you're just a human being experiencing (laughs) life here and that's why good things happen. Like, why does it have to be... Like that you're chosen for goodness or right. that you or that you're being punished for something bad. Like Right. I mean, know? do you want me to answer? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I know the answer also, but I I I hate that that humans are especially Americans are so willing to be punished for things. Yes. But also can't then also take responsibility for the good things that happen to them. It has to go to a higher power. It has to go to someone else. Exactly. Okay. So I've said this before. Mm-hmm. I'll say it again. <laughs> If you want to have control over people, right. you teach them that self-worth is an actual thing. Right. That you have to earn, earn. love or safety or good things or, you know, a, an eternity in a pleasant place versus an eternity in like tattered clothing near fire. Place, right. Really sweaty area. Okay. <laughs> right. So if you, <laughs> if you have that concept, like really structuring your whole life, mm-hmm. then the idea of this is going to fit right in. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah. The other way I hear karma a lot, especially in like meme versions, is like, let's say your boyfriend cheated on you. Mm -hmm. And then in the next relationship, you're like, I'm calling karma to his ass. So he gets cheated on. Yes. Interesting. Right. You can't call karma to someone else. No. Only to yourself. Exactly. Uh, We'll talk more about that later. But I think that's interesting too, because also not actually how karma works at all. Right. So it's not like an eye for an eye. That's a different concept. (laughs) That is a different concept. (laughs) Exactly. So you mentioned this before, but I think it's worth talking about is that how we view karma is kind of this way to like bring a lot of guilt and shame onto yourself or to somebody else. Yes. So like if you've ever made a mistake, you're going to think that karma is going to come get you because you made a mistake. Right. If we keep existing in a world where we view everything as either good or bad, not that everything is both. Right. Then things like this are going to remain really hurtful to people. Right. And that's actually why we're doing this episode is because someone in my life had something like really horrific happen to them. Mm -hmm. She's a listener of this podcast. So, hey. Hi. Hey, if you're listening. (laughs) But in that moment of her experiencing this trauma that happened to her, Mm -hmm. she literally said to me, this is what I get for X. Yes. That she did. Yes. Before. And they weren't related. No. Right. right? I mean, in her, in, but her ego created a line of thought where they were related. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to divulge her whole life. Right. So I can't give you <laughs> specifics. But it, it feels like a really shitty way for the ego mm-hmm. to make sense of things. Absolutely. Right? So like if you can like just say, oh, this is karma. This is what I deserve. Yeah. 
then you can maybe start to wrap your brain around something that's really hard to understand and cope with. I think it's a really scary concept that we live in a world where something can devastate your life at any moment and you can do nothing about it. Right. So if if people grasp onto a concept like karma for comfort, right. I get it. No shame in that. I've been, right. I thought that of karma before I learned. I'm right. sure you did too. Like there's definitely been moments where I thought like, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But as your loud friend, mm-hmm. I won't listen to you no self-deprecate like that like i won't let you take on the like the gravity of an entire situation onto yourself like that exactly exactly right and that's why we're doing this not to shame anybody for their no so you understand so you understand and that if you hear someone doing it you can stop them because they're most likely hurting themselves right that's a terrible way to feel right yeah we don't we don't want that for anybody no so when when Riley, my youngest son, when he got in his accident, mm-hmm. people kept saying stuff to me like, oh, you you guys, meaning my family, just really don't deserve this. Oh, they were being nice. <laughs> they meant it yeah. so nice. Yeah, they were being nice. It was very, I mean, I was too tired to do it, but it was hard for me not to launch <laughs> into an explanation of that's not how karma works. Right. Or in like, who does deserve this? Well, because they actually thought that. Right. They actually thought that because they viewed me and my husband and my kids as good people. Right. That they this bad thing happening just seemed so, like, unjustified. Right. But, like, it, bad things happen. And that's a very patriarchal view is that, like, bad things happen to bad people and that's okay. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the whole toxic positivity thing. It's like, well, what did you do to call this upon yes. yourself? Right? Right. As if, like, you just manifested this because you, like, had three bad thoughts or something. Right. And that's also what people who don't know how to help and don't know how to manage things, that's what they do internally. Yes. Is that they then think, oh, well, this isn't right. This shouldn't have happened to Riley. Yes. Because that makes them feel better because they don't know how to help you or fix it. Yeah. And honestly, I think that people were looking at the situation and and going, like, "I, I have to say this because... I need to think I can control it happening to me because mm. you're having something happen. That's like one of my worst fears. And so like, if I try to look for a quote unquote reason for it, I'll feel a little safer. Right. I get that. Same. But it's not healthy to have this idea that you deserve good or bad things. Right. It's not how it works. Right. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit more about how you and I see karma. I, I want to get to that, but we don't see it as something that you are punished or rewarded there's no reward or punishment in our version no i mean like everything that we talk about here it's just energy exactly and ours spans lifetimes the way we kind of see karma right right Right. so we'll get to all of that i want to to really harp on the fact that anything that's happening to you in your life good bad somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. is not the universe energy the planet god whomever whomever you subscribe to right punishing you or rewarding you correct and i know some people's belief systems are kind of based in that yes but i'm telling you right now i'm not trying to speak ill of like how somebody else believes but i'm telling you that the toxicity right of that messaging is hurting you (laughs) yes so the way Jamie and I see karma has nothing to do with reward and punishment, and it has to do with your soul understanding something. Yes. Okay, so we'll get that. But 
I really like the Vedic idea mm-hmm. of karma, which is that it is a seed being planted in your soul. Love that. I so love that. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm kind of like vaguely mentioning it, but I want to get to kind of like the root stuff before we chat about that. But mm-hmm. that's exactly how you and I look at what karma is. Right. And it's something you're actively participating in. Right. Whether you're very conscious of it or not. Right. Yes. Okay. I also want to talk about like the earliest mentions of the force of karma. Okay. Because you know how my brain works when people say like 1500 BCE, which is when they do it. (laughs) I don't really know what that means. Do you? Like, yeah, I mean, it's a lot. How many years ago was that? 30. Well, we're 2000. Okay. Of the common era. Yeah. So then you add the 1500 to that. Okay. So it was like 3,500 years ago. Okay. So then, but even that is like a a guess. 3,500, right? But like, what, how, how does that really feel? Like 35, 3,500 years. Yeah. It's a long time. It's a really long time. Right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So back in 1500 BCE, which was a super long time ago, like this is, this is like, predating most texts that we have found in one of the very first texts we have at all is mention of karma yep this is how important karma was viewed okay so it's in the oldest hindu text called i'm gonna butcher it i'll Mm -hmm. spell it after rigveda okay so i know veda means word yeah but so it's r-i-g-v-e-d-a Okay. okay. So this is back, this is before Hinduism was born. Like, verdict culture predates that. Yeah, I was going to say that your 1500 BCE is sort of, it's before the patriarchy. It, yeah. It's as that was, the ideas of that were starting to grow and, and travel, but it was, it was maybe just taking root, but maybe not. Like, it's in that sort of blurry area, but. Agreed. Um, this is pre-patriarchy. This is like really early language. Like right. Sanskrit is a very, very old language. Yes. Okay. So originally in this text, there is no ethical significance to karma. Mm. Think about that. That tracks. Think about that. Right. Okay. It was more of a ritual actually. Right. So the way it's described, I read about it a lot of times. I listened to a lot of really smart people who are well-versed in those cultures talk mm-hmm. about it. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot to understand right. what this Vedic text really means. Right. Okay. But it was kind of like, okay, I'm trying to call this lesson to myself or mm-hmm. I'm trying to call this thing. in. it was a lot like manifesting to be honest. Right. Like learning and growing and doing the work, what we call doing the work. And you're like calling all the things to you that you need to get to the next level or to get to whatever you're trying to get to. Does that make sense? Yeah. But over time through patriarchal religion, it changed to be something that kind of happens on its own. Like karma is this force that's just going to come in. Right. Like you did something bad and just karma is this own separate force that comes and gets you. Yeah. It's like the law of gravity. It's like karma is just acting on its own. Yeah. And that's when it changed to being referred to as the law of karma. It was never called that before. Right. Okay. And it was the idea that aligns with like patriarchal religions, reward and punishments for humans by God or whatever divine lawmaker. Mm -hmm. Okay. But here's my question to you because that doesn't make sense to me. What? 
that isn't in in patriarchal religion isn't god the one that would be doing that yes so how can karma also exist do you know what i'm saying well i mean it's confusing maybe they see it as sort of like the like one of the hands of god like angels act on behalf of god karma acts on behalf of god maybe it's just like one of the mechanisms he uses i I don't know i'm spitballing here i don't know (laughs) yeah no i think you're probably right but it, it sounds like the two concepts existing together as karma as a law not right. an energy or a force is right. how I would probably describe it. Yeah. It isn't that I feel like the whole purpose of God in in patriarchal religion is to do that. Yes, exactly. Isn't he Seems deciding feels if redundant. you're going to hell or heaven? Is there like yes. a pearly gate meeting? Yes. So it's so to you karma in the context of religion feels redundant. Yeah, it yeah. feels like they just took something and tried to fit it into their whole shtick. Yes. Like, yes, like, right. It just doesn't work for me this way. It's never right. well, felt, it's, I don't get it. It's just like another punishment. I guess. It's just like another weapon to so use how against do you, people. So how do you know if it was karma or God that did it to you? You don't. Okay. You just take it. I mean, if you're, if you're in that religion, you don't, you just shut them. up and take the punishment and do better. Okay. All right. Yeah, I guess. That's how I learned religion, you know? I mean, I learned religion in the same way, but I, I always thought, like, they're speaking of karma. I, it almost seemed to me like patriarchal religion, like Christianity, wouldn't want karma to be right. this kind of a concept. Because it has too much power. You should only be worried about God. Yeah, but right. had they kept it the original way, mm. I think it would have fit better in with their stories. Probably. I don't know. It just felt weird to me. I think another interesting point to make as you were talking and I was thinking about it is I think it's hard, like you said, 3,500 years ago to imagine what life was like. Yeah. And when you and I are talking about people choosing Mm -hmm. like a lesson Mm -hmm. or choosing to learn something Mm -hmm. because you're trying to like level up or, Mm -hmm. or do whatever is your purpose. Right. I think when you listen to that as a modern human being, Mm -hmm who's like crushed by the weight of capitalism. Like that's what capitalism does, right? Is it keeps you in survival mode. Right. So when we hear about like, why would you, why would you want these problems or why would you want karma to help you to learn and to grow and like call bad things to you, even though you're not really calling bad things to you, but that's how it would sound. Right. Right. People who live now, it's hard to understand that because it benefits patriarchy and capitalism mm-hmm. for us to just be surviving. Right. Like, we're just trying to keep all the bad things away. Right. Right? Right. Like, like we want as few troubles as, as possible. Just keep everything as smooth as possible. Right. But if you can think back, which we can't really, but if you can try to imagine what life was like 3,500 years ago, mm-hmm. the, like, shift. Right. Like, society wasn't what it is now. Yeah. There was a lot of survival, basic need survival. And right. I'm not saying it's different now, but right. we are not spending our entire day hunting for our own food. Thank right. God. You and I would be dead so no. fast. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. We would never survive. No. <laughs> but I, I think you're right. Like, the lens in which we're viewing this right. is not ever going to be the same as the lens it was created in. Exactly. Yeah. No, I completely agree with that. So it's, sometimes it's hard to wrap your head around yeah karma being different because of the society that we live in i think that makes a lot of sense and i think if you even if you're just in a culture that's not 
capitalism or in right. oligarchy or whatever we think this madness is now. Fascism. Yeah, I think that maybe your view could be a little different there too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. I looked through all the, the ways that I could in my research of like how pagans saw karma, mm-hmm. like all different pagan cultures. I went right. through a lot of them. And what I have determined, and this is me gathering my own, like making my own educated guess, my own hypothesis, okay, is that when you hear luck or destiny being referred to in any pagan culture, mm. karma would mean the same thing to them. Ooh, okay. Okay. So like sometimes we think of luck mm-hmm. in the, kind of the same way we think of karma now. Yeah. Like, oh, that was good luck that that happened to you. Or like, oh, I, I can't believe it. I didn't deserve that. that. I just got lucky. Right. Right? Or if something bad goes wrong. You had bad luck. Right. It's bad right. luck. Right. So when we see these like different mentions of destiny, these d- different mentions of luck in the way that they talk about it, it's not really how we talk about it now. Right. It's much more along the lines of how karma works. Okay. So I think if you go back into whatever, you know, pagan culture that maybe you connect with, mm-hmm like wherever your ancestral lines go. Correct. And you look at how they view luck and destiny. I think that would give you an idea of how that culture viewed karma. Yep, that makes sense. Okay, that's my educated guess. Okay, I like it. I want to take a quick break. Okay. When we come back, I want to really dive into what you and I think karma really is. Mm -hmm. We're not the only ones who think this, by the way. We didn't come up with it. I want to share that. And really talk about it so that people can understand it a little bit better Mm -hmm. and help kind of undo those sort of backwards views we have on it. Yeah. Sound good? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll be right back after this short break. You know what goes great with podcast listening? A great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop. Yep. Beans roasted in-house, amazing baristas. You know where I'm talking about. Restoration coffee. Can we go? Yes, I need an Americano and maybe a panini too. Ooh, I need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl. Yeah, check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that, yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. All right, Heather, this week... We are obsessed with ourselves. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to apologize for it. Nor should you. There's a lot going on. I mean, we're, we're back for a season five. Yeah. Right, which is incredible. I'm so excited about it. Same. And while on break, mm-hmm. we broke 100,000 listens on the podcast. That is insane, Jamie. 100,000 times people have listened to you and I talk. <laughs> I'd like to tell a couple people about that so they can, all the people who told me I talked too much and I was too loud. Yeah, more than a couple for me, but yeah. (laughs) I mean, as of right now, we're at 105,000 listens. It's insane. It's so cool. So thank you to everybody that... Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're just listening for the first time, go back, start over. I mean, doing this podcast with you is like 
this thing that I didn't realize how much I needed. It's this like creative outlet that's fun, that's exciting, Mm -hmm. and that we're both just kind of like watching to see what What happens happens next. Exactly. I mean, we get messages from like, like every week there's someone from a different country (laughs) that we didn't know listened to us. Oh, you said New Zealand recently. New Zealand this morning. Someone commented on Instagram. That's incredible. Wow. Lots of Australia, lots of Canada. Yeah. I love that for us. I love that for us too. <laughs> what do you guys think of our Boston accents? <laughs> I'm really trying to manage it. Me FYI. too. Me too. Every once in a while, it like really comes out. Yeah. It's hard to let go of. We try to say our as. <laughs> Stop that right now. <laughs> but doing this is amazing. Yes. We have fancy mics. We do. We get to speak publicly. We get to speak publicly. We're um we're going to Arizona to speak because of one of our listeners. How cool is this? It's incredible. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys. Yes. Thank you for telling other people about us, mm-hmm. sharing. I personally love when people come up to me and are like really fired up about something on an episode. Same. Same. I, I can't think of things I like better. Can I share something funny about how people talk to me about you and how it confuses me all the time? Sure. People start (laughs) talking to me and they're like, oh my gosh, Jay. Oh, they call me that. They call you Jay. (laughs) And I, it takes me a minute to know who the heck they're talking about. I'm picturing some boy named Jay. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) Because, and I understand why, because when I'm talking to you, You I say Jay. Right. Or I say Jay Hey. Correct. But when I'm talking about you, I say Jamie. Because that's my name. Because that is actually <laughs> right. your name. Yeah. So when people come up to me, they're like, Jay. So if you've done that and I look confused for a moment, forgive me. But we love it. I love that. That's how I know you're a listener. Yes. Yeah, same. Like, oh, this is someone who listens. That's incredible. Yeah. Right. I love, love it. So thank you guys. Please mm-hmm. keep sharing. If anyone knows someone with like a fancy studio mm. wants to pick us up or like be a, like a big sponsor for the show, give us a call, man. Holler. Welcome to season five. Season five. Okay, Jay, I think we should talk about exactly how you and I see karma now. Yep, let's do it. All right. The best way I can explain it is that when you go through something and you become very curious about what it would be like to be on the other side of that thing. Yes. What it would be like to receive what you were just giving empathy yes when you are in that state Mm -hmm. you open yourself up to the possibility of karma now that doesn't mean turn all your feelings off and don't be empathetic no we're gonna talk about that because i do actually believe that good things do come to good people yeah i want to talk about that i don't think it's reward punishment based right but i do believe that Right. That has to do with energy and intention and light going to light. Absolutely. We're going to talk about it. Don't panic, everybody. <laughs> and don't just turn into a huge asshole and go, like, kick a puppy. Like, not a good idea either. Exactly. But it doesn't have anything really to do with deserving. Yes. It has to do with curiosity. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to give you some examples. And these are examples that... I've changed slightly to meet like people talking about how they viewed karma across their lifetimes. Okay. Okay. So this isn't my own personal examples. These are just from research, change, slightly changed to protect the innocent. <laughs> okay. Okay. So there is a, a story. You can actually Google this and probably find the real one if you want. But 
of a woman whose daughter was murdered, her young daughter. Okay. Okay. And she believed that in the next life, she came back as a man who was a murderer. No. Because, now listen, I'm not saying this is true, but because karmically she could not fathom how on earth someone could kill someone else. Oh. So, now do I think this is a murderer trying to make his story more interesting? Yes. Probably. (laughs) But is he using karma correctly? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, does that mean if somebody you loved was murdered that you would become a murderer in your next life? No. No. But in things that you become so insanely curious about Mm -hmm. that you can't put yourself in that position. You actually can't fully get to the place of empathy where you do get it. Mm -hmm. You are kind of opening a little door for karma to put that little seed if it wants to. And that backs up my theory about that I've noticed in myself Mm -hmm. is that I'm forever the person who's like, why, why are they doing that? Like I have to know the whys, Uh but I'm also a person who's always looking for spiritual growth. Yes. Right. And, but it's like this, it's this, this balance. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you think of this Mm -hmm. because I think empathic people are just innately curious people. Mm -hmm. I think one goes, I don't think you have one without the other. Right. Okay. So I also think though that it's a balance of going like, I don't actually ever need to know exactly what that felt like for that person. Right. I can just take enough to understand, to move myself through whatever I'm moving through. Yeah. I, I, I want to know what's hap- why it's happening, what's happening. Yes. This is what it kind of reminds me of. You know, when there's someone who is ending a relationship with like a really narcissistic abuser. Yes. You know how for a little while they can't let that go. Yes. They are obsessing over that person. They're out, but their whole life and personality has become about being the victim of that person. Yes. That's kind of what happens when karma seeds get planted. Yes. Because you're never letting it go. You're never using it to move forward. Yeah. You're like literally stuck in a lesson you can't get through. Exactly. That sort of plants a seed because it's calling out to this force or however right. you see karma. I see it as more of an energy. Same. That is like hey, I can't move forward in my life until I really understand this. And so in your next life, there's a good chance that you will do something from the other perspective that will help you understand more. Right. That's what I was going to say. Is that murderer example? (laughs) Yeah. That's very literal. Too literal in my opinion. Right. Like this person was murdered, so I became a murderer. Right? Like... Mm -hmm. It's not going to look like that in real life. It's it's going to be more like the general themes. Exactly. So this person that we're talking about, like theoretically, if they're in an abusive relationship and they can't let it go, they can't move on, maybe in their next life, they're going to be an abuser. Yeah. But not so literally. No, they You're, might they might just really hurt someone in a relationship right do you know what i mean it doesn't have to be their whole existence in the next life it might just be one thing that they work on like that's a perfect example exactly they might just have a really bad relationship in the next life or they might be a terrible boss in the next life or something like that where there's an abusive power right yes exactly right the universe isn't that like uncreative exactly to just be like now you're the murderer 
No. And there's actually also not a lot of work involved in that. Like, <laughs> what really, it's so you? obvious, right? Like, you have to do the work. You have to dig into it, look into it. Like, why am I dealing with power struggles right now? Exactly. You know, that's where the work, that's where the growth is. It's in the work. Yes, because you're, it's kind of like, like, if you think of soul or you think of, like, higher self, that's kind of what I'm, mm-hmm. I'm picturing is kind of calling this to you. Right. If you go through something in this life and you're like, I can't fully understand this lesson. I can't move on to the next lesson until I really get this. Or I can't just be like fully powerful. Right. Or I don't feel safe. Yes. If you die that way. Yep. In the next life, you're going to call something to you to help you understand that. Yes. It's kind of like unfinished business. It's like, right. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you're calling it back. And it doesn't mean you're going to be a bad person. It doesn't mean bad things are going to happen to you. It means the lesson comes back. Exactly. It kind of makes me think too of like when someone says, oh, I grew up with um, a, an abusive mother. And then when they're a mother, they become like overly kind. Like they're, they're, mm. they give like times 10 to like heal themselves. Right. That's, that's not karma, but it reminds me of it. Yeah. So now this person who, who went through that, they go and like give love to their kids and, and try to be a mother to their kids, like the one they didn't have. That's kind of how karma is. And that's where you get the misconception of like the balancing of the scales. Exactly. Right. Like the punishment, like that you have to like get what's coming to you is that example that you said about the mother, like your mother was awful. So you become a wonderful mother. So you can theoretically balance the scales. Exactly. Now that mother who did was be like, and like was extra. She was doing everything. She was an amazing mother. Right. She wouldn't bring that quote unquote karma. She wouldn't, that seed would probably not plant for right. her because she worked she through worked it. She worked it out. Okay. Right. But if you're not working through it, mm-hmm. if you, let's say you, the same situation, you like avoid that and you repeat the, the mm-hmm. abuse to your own children. Right. It's not a punishment. Then, then in the next life, something would happen to you to teach you that it's because you didn't learn it here. It's just an opportunity to learn. Exactly. Right. So the more conscious you are of your own issues and your own healing and the things that hold you back, the less likely you are to call one of these lessons Mm -hmm. into your next life. Right. Now, I also believe it works in like the reward sense of like good things, not like a tally of you did so many great things. Right. So this next life, you're, you're good. You're golden. Yeah. You know how some people say like, oh, I I must've like, I'm going to come back as like an ant. Oh, right. Because they were so bad. Uh, now, like it doesn't, that's <laughs> right. not, I don't really know how that would help your soul learn stuff. No. Okay. But if you live a life where, it, let's say you like work tirelessly to um, help children in foster care, mm-hmm. there is definitely a chance that in your next life, karmically, someone will help you out a lot as a kid because mm. you're calling in the good other stuff. You probably don't know what that feels like, or maybe you do. Like, do you know right. what I'm trying to say? Yes. So it isn't just for bad stuff, is no, my point. Right. It could be for anything. Yeah, it's for any growing that you need to do. Exactly. At the soul level. Yes. So if you're like, hey, I don't want to call this back to myself, do the work now. Right. But if you do call it back to yourself, there's no reason for shame. No. No, I think this is probably why we don't really like have accurate memories of our past lives. Because I don't think you could really truly mm. learn the lesson if you could remember all the shit that happened last time. 
That's a good point. I think you can call it in. I think you can grab pieces of it when mm-hmm. you need it. I think you can call it to help you in like the form it can show up in. Yep. But I think that's why we don't remember, to be honest. I think that's a very good point. Thank you. I think you can also, I think knowing and thinking about karma in past lives can help you with the work that you're doing now. Even if you, even if you don't know, you can, you can look at your life and be like, like you said, why am I so engaged in helping with foster care rights? Yes. Right. And people are like, why are you so obsessed with that? What's going on with that? Like, why is that your purpose? Right. That, that's a clue. That's info that you can use. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. I want people to, when they're thinking of the concept of karma, Mm -hmm. I want them to think more about it as similar to intention. Yes. That's how I think of it. Same. Okay. So if you start to go, okay, my intention when I go into this relationship is Mm -hmm. to be a great partner, but let's say like you screw up and you're not a great partner happens it happens you're not perfect right you're, that doesn't mean you're calling karma in or like you're gonna have this big karmic lesson right it just means something happened and you made a mistake or, or whatever like, do you know what i mean like yeah there's no real space for shame in this no there's if you focus no. on intention it's okay correct i'm not saying like use this as a pass to do shitty things or to have bad behavior i'm saying take it out of the scope of shame because if we stop looking at everything as like it's good versus evil it's light versus dark right and we start going everything is both right exactly like all the pagan gods were both good and bad light and dark yeah there wasn't one that was this like all only good and then this like fallen angel who was only bad yes that doesn't actually make sense no what in nature is that way nothing Exactly. (laughs) So (laughs) certainly not humans. Yeah. So if you start to separate yourself from that kind of concept, Mm -hmm. like you, like there's this lesson. I don't know if this was like really present in your life as a kid, or maybe you didn't overthink it like I did. I'm not sure. I'm sure you overthought (laughs) your own stuff, but this sort of thing that's like being human means being imperfect. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Dyer is human. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I always struggled with this. Why? (laughs) Because it never made sense to me on how energetically people read. Tell me more. (laughs) If you're someone who can sense energy, and maybe that was easier for For you you. as a kid. Well, for me, it was easier to read someone's energy than to understand human behavior when I was a kid. Yes. I mean, talk about karma. I then became an expert in human behavior. But mostly because I didn't understand you it. Read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I can read energy very easily. As a yeah, because you could see energy so well that you had a hard time matching the the behavior. They yes. didn't. They didn't. They don't match with humans oftentimes. Yes. Right. Okay. So if I'm if I'm picking up the energy of a person as a kid, mm-hmm. I mean, still now too, it doesn't read as like flawed. Right. Right. It gotcha. just reads as unique. Okay, I get it. And I, what person someone's going through, and like. If someone's shortcomings or someone making a mistake doesn't read energetically as bad. Excellent point. I'm going to say that again because I think that might help people. For those of us who can see energy, mistakes don't look bad. They don't look dark. They don't lower your frequency. They don't, they're not like some stain on your aura. Right. They're actually a lot of times up your, like your glow if anything. I mean, it depends what you do with it, I suppose. Right. But it doesn't look like a flaw. No. 
That's a really good point. So I think this whole concept possibly comes from like God is perfect and so we're not. Yes. But I think if we just took perfection out of it and you just saw yourself as like being, like a human being, like you're just going through life and you're existing and like if you took the idea that even godly forces if you see it that way or like Mm -hmm. the universe or the earth or however you look at that that that's all just a combination of good and bad like the earth isn't flawed right we are we've flawed it we've harmed it yeah right (laughs) i'm not sure it's actually you and i but yes i'm sure we played our part but you know what i'm saying Right. right like the earth itself isn't like oh well this is some of the this is some of the earth's shortcomings right so like it doesn't actually make sense. You're not like, oh, you know what? The universe, these are the flaws in it. Right, but if you're part of a religion that wants you to always be exhausted, yeah, by trying to be good enough. Yeah. Then you have to believe that you're born imperfect, broken, flawed. Yep. Not as good. Unworthy. Unworthy. We right. said that at the same time. Yeah. Right. And so then you're constantly like chasing your tail to to be perfect. Yeah. See, these are the things that bother me as a child. I could not articulate them. Right. But I would always just not understand it. Not because I thought humans were quote unquote perfect. Right. But because that description never made sense because it was sort of like, right. well, of course you're going to, sometimes you're not going to get a hundred percent on your test because you're a human and you're flawed. And you're like, that's not the point. And I'm like, the point is to what? learn. It's actually yeah. such an incredible microcosm. Yeah. Is it like on a test, you shouldn't actually be trying to achieve perfection. Right. You should be trying to learn. Right. Which is what as humans we're, we should be doing. We shouldn't be trying to achieve perfection. Did you just ruin the whole school we be process? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not the first episode. We've right. kind of shattered exactly. that. <laughs> but I think your point, this is sort of a sidetrack. Mm-hmm. But I think your point about intuitive people seeing quote unquote flaws in people, yeah, that might be why people who are not really in, actually in touch with their own intuition, yeah, why they might be willing to accept like bad treatment from people. I think that's a really good point. You know what I mean? You kind of see because you don't see it as a flaw or a. I mean, no one should treat you badly for no, anything. No, no, don't no. get me wrong, but like. If you're energetically perceiving mistreatment as something else, you know what I mean? It might make you stick around longer when you shouldn't. Yeah, because the energy of intention is a lot stronger than the energy of someone like making a mistake or a reaction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you think you're right? I think that's an excellent point that empathic, intuitive people are not reading someone's flaws as negative. It's just like information about them. Right. And if they feel their intention is positive... That's not going to read as like a red flag. Right. That's why people like you and I always want to know why. Why are you doing this? Yes. Why, why, why did you say that thing? Or why did you, why was that your, your response? Are you saying that everyone else doesn't overanalyze everything that people do? Apparently not. <laughs> that must be a nice way and to And even, I even overanalyze that. Even people who like don't need to know the <laughs> answer. Too. I'm like, why do they not need to know the answer? Yeah. What happened? What, tell, <laughs> me, tell me about your childhood. <laughs> What, what, what chakra is blocked? In blood? <laughs> <laughs> what chakra is blocked? Yeah, exactly. Can I do a pendulum energy test to you? Yeah, I mean, I really think that these basic concepts of being human are really far off. 
and Agreed. really screwing with us all. Agreed. And to bring it back to the karma, if you're thinking that this flaw in you is caught like calling in bad things to you, mm-hmm. you actually have it wrong. Right. This flaw, quote unquote flaw, this, this place that you need more understanding. Right. Is calling in resources to you. Right. That's actually how energy works. Mm-hmm. Now, what you do with those resources is up to you. That's in your own hands, and that's that's all you. Well, and that's what I was going to say, is that sometimes it's actually easier to just blame karma and be like, I've got shit luck. Yeah. Or like, karma came and screwed me over once again. Yes. Like, sometimes that's, that vic- that's victim energy. Totally victim Right? Energy. So sometimes that energy is easier mm-hmm. than actually being like, okay, this really sucks. Yep. What am I going to do? What tools do I have? Who can I call in for help? What am I meant to be learning here? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. That's, that requires a shift in perspective that sometimes it's really hard to manage. And it requires therapy sometimes. Um, a trained professional would be great. <laughs> Ser- seriously. No, I like, mean that. Yeah, like, like, I truly mean that. Yeah. Like, when that happens to you, when, like, life deals you a absolute bullshit card. Yep then what you should be doing, I am saying should, I don't mean it in a shame way, but mm-hmm. like what would be the best thing for you to do mm-hmm. would be to talk to a trained professional right. about how to move through it. Exactly. So that you don't get trapped in something like this and call the opposite of it or something similar to yourself next time. Yeah, that's how you would actually balance your karma, would be actually working through it and getting some help working through it. Yeah, but if you if you encourage that kind of behavior, then how are you going to have control over everybody? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, you see where it bumps up against everything that you're kind of taught and why. Right, because you and I, like we've pulled ourselves out of that yeah. race. Yeah, we peeked behind the curtain. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like I, we pulled out of the rat race or like the race to heaven or like whatever you want to call I it. I think I was kicked out at first, but I'm glad to be out. But I was kicked out of that one too. Okay. <laughs> The one to heaven. Me too. (laughs) They weren't thrilled with me. They Um, asked me to leave. (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, you free up a lot of time and energy in your own life when you stop chasing. Yeah, you call a lot of power to yourself. Right. And you start to, like, not be so ruled by fear. Right. And you start to become more ruled by intuition, which is, like, your drive. right? Right. And that's that's dangerous to someone who wants to control you. Exactly. In the, and not even just religion, but maybe no. people in your family. Maybe yeah. maybe a boss or a coworker. Yeah. Maybe, the maybe a friend. A, the, yes. <laughs> Definitely the government. Yeah. A even fr- a friend. Yeah. And you know, I don't think everyone does it with like real malicious intent. No. But I think people let their own shit get in the way a lot. Yeah, I agree. So there you go. All right. Here's an interesting question mm-hmm. that in my research came up for me and I, I don't I don't know that I can tell you what I think the answer is. It's kind of like a little conundrum to me. Okay. All right. So I think you would agree with me that like in the basic idea of karma, you wouldn't be affecting other people's karma. Like you would be calling it to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's how I felt. Until I started looking into how we sort of think of karma is like when it comes to our ancestors. So let me explain. Mm. People will say like, if you work through a lesson now, yeah, and you understand something or get some kind of freedom or whatever that your ancestors didn't have, it heals and helps them in your ancestral line. Right. Is that karma? 
And then I'll say it the other way too, because I can see your face looks like mine when I was thinking about it. Can your ancestors give you good or bad quote unquote karma? Like if they didn't work through something, is that now heaved onto you? Is that karma or is that something else? Well, that's ancestral trauma. Yeah, but, but is, is that it karma? karma? Could be. I mean, it sounds like it. I mean, that's where I was like oh. struggling to separate. Hmm. Well, and then you throw in the whole like time is, isn't linear problem. Oh, you, which I, I can't don't... believe you brought that up. That's your like worst fear for I me to it. say. Yeah, I hate it. But um, but it's true. Right. So I'm not sure. That's that's my question. And again, I wasn't expecting you to like have the answer, but I think that's an interesting thing to think about. Perhaps it's a different force. Perhaps it's a different energy. Like I think there's so much interesting stuff that we need to study when it comes to energy and DNA. Like my head could explode if I think about it too much. Hmm. But I'm just kind of curious because it sort of sounds like karma. But ancestors are also different than your previous version of yourself right yep. the previous use right like i would think wherever you were before in past lives did you have different ancestors yeah right that, i mean that's so, how i see it i mean i think whoever you were in your past lives that person has much more influence on what's happening with you now yeah because that's your that's your soul that's right? your soul it's yeah. the same it's Agreed. the same theoretically so that's where the seeds are planted right yeah but like but your ancestors also model for you. They they share DNA with you. You know, yeah. like there's that's where the science comes in, right? Like yeah. trauma is stored in the body. So yeah. it's stored in the cells that are like in your mother's womb and your grandmother's womb. Like mm -hmm. so we can prove that. That's proven, that's yeah. science. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> so I think it I, th I would say it absolutely has an effect. Yeah. Is it like explicitly karma? Right. I'm not sure, but it seems that way it seems to me i i feel the same way to you that's kind of where i've sat where i don't think it is actually karma however i think it's connected to or related to karma right and that's why like <laughs> most you know spiritual practices or endeavors like you said things aren't black and white mm -hmm. like does your soul that's like operating at a higher existence even yeah. right now as we're talking does it right. give a shit if you have the right terminology i don't think so it doesn't no that's a very human thing yeah right that's a, like a to like want to like categorize and name right you have to make sure you're not getting too down too, too far down the road like i need the right term more like i need the right energy like words right. are energy right, right. so if if that word frees you and makes you understand, right? Great, but like it, you don't really need to know no. this. But I just think it's an interesting question to ponder. I did try to find other people, mm. maybe smarter than us, who had looked into it, and I could not. So, mm. if any listeners have their own ideas about this or know someone who's like really yeah. looked into this, I would love to hear it. But mm. I'm sure I'm not the first person who's asked this question. But no. I couldn't, I couldn't sort of shake the like. I can't give a definite yes or no here. Like something is affecting itself. Right. And then it sort of made me think, because you know I'm a rabbit hole kind of brain person. <laughs> yes. How much can other people actually affect your karma, meaning like helping you not call something into a next life? Hmm. Like for what you and I do, we do a lot of healing work with people, mm -hmm. right? Like when we go speak or, you know, when we used to do private sessions with people, like for me, I would be helping, they'd be like, I'm stuck here. And I would be helping them figure it out. 
but I never felt like I was altering their karma. I felt no. like they were. Yeah, no. You're you're the guide. You're the tool. I've been called in by them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No. I think you could be a part of someone's karma um, as sort of a player. Uh, right. A player in, like, if you're, quote unquote, like the bad guy. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But you also don't know that's happening. That's just sort of how the universe is lining everything up. Yeah. And you're working on your own karma, right? As you're affecting someone else's karma, right? right. Know, it's like gets twisty, you know. I think a lot of practitioners or healers of any kind put a lot of pressure on themselves to make sure when they're in that space with someone that they're really delivering the goods. Mm. But really, when you think about it, your job is to just be really present and responsive and intuitive to the person in front of you. Because you're not really doing any of the work. Right. right. You shouldn't be. the No, the healer should not be doing the work. Right. So I'm, I'm just bringing this up in this context because I think a lot of people look at this wrong. Right. You like it, It's like, I know you and I both don't like this. And we're also, neither of us are good at accepting compliments. So <laughs> read into that what you will. But it's like when someone says to one of us, like, oh my God, you saved me. Or I couldn't have no. got through that without you. No. I don't like to accept that. Not mm-hmm. because I don't know that I'm great at what I do. Mm-hmm. But because it's not accurate. No, you, you did you the work. You did that. Right. No, and I, I think it's hard, especially when you're starting. If you're a healer or a practitioner and you're just starting... You're living in an evidence-based society right? where you ha- feel like you have to provide results. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the more you practice and the more you work with people and the more like in touch with your own intuition you get, the less you feel like you're performing right. in a session. Yeah, the more like, your intention is to be... A, a guide, a supporter, to point something out, to, to hand right. someone a tool, to let them use rather than my intention is to heal you or to get you to that next level. Or, or like put on some show. Like I remember when I first started <laughs> practicing Reiki that I wanted everyone to have like a really profound experience. Mm. And yes, to heal them, but also to validate the session. Yeah. Not even nice. me. Not even I didn't need to be validated, but I needed the, the Reiki, the healing to be validated. Yeah. And that's not how everyone heals. I relate to that in a weird way in that I would always be like, should I be dressing in like a broom skirt? Right. Like you have <laughs> to look apart. I don't feel like I look the part right. of Same. that. Neither so, do I. <laughs> so I would be like, am I, this sounds silly, but I would really wonder if I was robbing them of really getting the full experience, the experience. if I didn't look the part. Right. I, I think it's the same thing where it's like, None of that is on me, actually. Mm. If this person is coming in with preconceived notions, that's their own thing. Yeah, and that's not what healing is. Broom skirt or ripped jeans, I'm I'm still going to do what I do. Well, and at the end of the day, that's what people actually like about us. Well, that's true, I think. But when Our you're ripped jeans, <laughs> yeah, that's all you're getting from me. <laughs> I have non-ripped jeans on right now. So do I, actually, which oh. is. A... We, we must have been really excited rare for our season five. We put on our fancy <laughs> jeans today. But I mean, that's what happens when you start to feel confident in yourself. Yeah. Is that and you get confident in your practice. Yeah. Whatever that is. Yeah. You know, then you don't need to, the package doesn't have to match. Yes. Now, should you go full Teal Swan and you know, see our episode on Teal Swan if you haven't seen it? Um, and like 
encourage people to commit suicide because you just think it's them. No, right. no. Not what we're saying. No, and should you show up in like sweatpants and no deodorant on and smell and bad breath? Not no. to anything, please. Yeah. I don't, I'm very sensitive to smell. Right. <laughs> like, not that either. But right. the focus should be on the client. Mm-hmm. The focus should be on the healing. Yeah, and, and empowering them to do the right. healing. They're doing it. Right. That's why a lot of us, though we're not good at accepting compliment, will bump back when people say that to us. Right. Because it's actually not healthy to have that point of view. Right. That someone else healed you. Exactly. Yeah. Some healers would like that. Mm-hmm. We've probably done episodes on them. We have. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. But I think you have to be careful. Yeah. Okay. So point of the story Right. If you want quote unquote good karma, I don't really think that exists. I no. think it's just karma. But if you want, yeah. if you don't want to repeat the lesson you're in now from another point of view or whatever, right? Work on it. Now. Do the work. Yeah. Get some therapy. That's do some energy healing. We could say that in all of our episodes. It just yeah. comes down to doing the work. That's why you're listening to this podcast more than likely. Yes. Is because you're interested in doing the work. Yes. Agreed. Right. Agreed. So keep doing what you're doing. You'll have weird, new, terrible stuff that will happen to you in the next life that's different than this one. (laughs) Well, like you always say, it's that spiral staircase, right? So you're always working. Yeah. You're always growing. but you're from a different point of view. Right. And you have a better perspective every time. Exactly. You're not going to do anything that's going to make it so you can avoid the really shitty, awful parts of life. Right. No matter how wonderful of a person you are or how terrible of a person for you, like you are, Mm -hmm. it's coming for you either way. But so is the good. Exactly. So you just kind of have to do your best. Yes. And my only, my final thought (laughs) would be if you're more likely or more willing to accept the shitty stuff from happening than accepting the good that can come into your life, that's where you should start. That's where the work should begin. I mean, yeah, I'll I'll save you a little time if you want. You Mm. don't feel like you deserve the good stuff. So if you start there. Right. Yeah. People don't get wonderful things because they deserve it no that doesn't happen i know a lot of people with wonderful things who they're they're real dog shit human beings so it doesn't work it doesn't work that way that's a good point yeah (laughs) that's a good point all right all right so work on your karma in the sense that you're just working on your own stuff and understanding it and and moving through stuff to be i don't want to say the best version of yourself but like the most comfortable with yourself version you can be yeah and let's go for that and you're just trying to make sense of things you're not Mm -hmm. trying to put like icing on the cake of some trauma you're not trying to sugarcoat it right but if you can look into it and realize like this is where i need this is how i move on from this yes that's where the work of karma is this is where i heal right yeah i think what would be good for our karma right now would be to go get some coffee Uh, yeah another one okay let's go Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you. If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.